Thank you, Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Let's rise and just give the Lord a, a, a resounding applause. Come on. Come on. Okay. Okay, hold on one second. That, that's, that's even like worse than you give your winning football team. Come on. Come on. Come on. On Monday mornings over in Africa, every Monday morning I was hoarse. You know, all my friends, my, 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 my schoolmates are like, ah, that, don't talk to Dennis, because I, I sounded like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, they all knew. I was, at, he's, why? He was at church. Because we literally believe, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. It's literally, it's literal. It's an instruction. It didn't say, it may be good to raise your dec a few decibels. And no, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Now, since when have you actually... Isn't it cool to actually be hoarse because you shouted for Jesus? Okay, some of you are looking at me like, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, okay, in, in, the, in the rainy season, you keep standing, keep standing, keep standing. Rainy season, we were just, because we had a papyrus reed shelter. That was church. It wasn't pretty like this papyrus reed shelter. And, and during the rainy season, it rains every day, you know, but we, attendance is not affected because it rained. And it's all soggy. It's mud floor. So, so I mean, ground. And so all the guys, you roll up your trousers. We call them trousers. You call them pants. We, we roll up your trousers. And you just like, you know, so, so you, get, you get back to your house at the end of the Sunday. And you're messy. And they're like, oh, wow, where you been? Church. <laughs> and, and the privilege of getting messed up because I was at church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't understand. You don't understand. Okay, okay. In, okay. In the in the in the dry season, it's just dusty everywhere. Dust, 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 dust. You know, black faces are all brown. You know, because because you know, four hours of just ah, four hours of praising God. All the dust and the dust and dirt. All the black. The, all you see is white teeth. White teeth. White teeth. <laughs> so the ladies, just so you know, black hair. Black hair is really difficult to straighten. You know, they take hours to straighten their hair. You come to church and they're so like, oh, they really nice. They look nice in the morning. In the morning, at about 4 p.m., you look at them, and it's first of all, it's blonde because of all the dust. And you hug them if you can. You hug them, and literally, you go. Poof. But they and they're messed up. But they look at you like. I was in the presence of God. <laughs> to be messed up. Come on. Come on. So give the Lord a shout this morning. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Give the Lord a shout. 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 Shout! 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 Yay! Woo! Okay, that's practice. All right. Okay. Um, let's just, Lord, thank you for this morning. Thank you for, for speaking to us. Please give us ears to hear you. We live in a very noisy world that... There's bills, the economy, the elections, there's COVID, there's, it's noisy out there. Very hard to be still and listen. But God, we pray the next 40 minutes, whatever, just please keep us here, keep our minds settled here. Your word says, thou shalt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Lord, we choose now to have our minds stay on you. For the next, Lord, give us, help us to be attentive, to hear your word, to be excited about your word, to be challenged. Lord, disturb us if you must. Trouble us if you will, but Lord, we pray, beseech you, do not please leave us the same way we came. We pray for transformation this morning. Let's see heaven. Kiss the earth. In Jesus' matchless, glorious, majestic, 
wonderful name. Everybody said? Yeah. Come on, everybody said? Yeah. Woo, hallelujah. Okay, the first time guests are like, okay, crazy church. This is Freedom Fellowship. It's not always like this every Sunday, but it's kind of like this. You know, we just, we just have fun here. And thank you, thank you, uh, Pastor Herod, Pastor Mary Lou. Thank you for having me. Dear friends, I rarely stay in people's homes these days um, because people want to talk. You know, sometimes you're home like at 11 p.m. and they stay talking till 2 a.m. Then I have to get up early at 5 a.m. So, so usually I don't, but this time I'm with I'm with the, I'm with them, and they they leave me alone. <laughs> but also, but we do have deep fellowship. Thank you, the friendship we have. I can't wait to take you to Africa. We have to go. We have. Oh, he said okay. Did you witnesses? He said okay. He said okay. <laughs> then you talk to your consult mama. Okay, it's okay. No, it's okay. I'll we'll, we'll, I'll both you both of you. Africa, um, it's just it's just it's waiting for you, um, and. Um, um, I bring you greetings from my wife, my wife Ingrid, uh, and our five chocolates, we call them, because, you know, she's as white as they come. She's, she's Romanian. They don't even tan properly. <laughs> properly, you know, there's a proper way to tan. And then I am black. I'm just black, black, black as they come. I just, I don't use sunscreen, of course. I don't know what that is, because, you know. And then, and then, like, on the beach, I'm the only one with an umbrella. Because I'm like, no, why would you? Why would you? Why would you sit in the sun? What is wrong with you? Would you just sit in the sun? Because in Africa, sun? All right, yeah, get out of the sun. You, but in, in the white people, like hours of that. Why? It's torturous. But, but I've got family with chocolates. And so we're at the beach. And daddy's the only one with the umbrella. And uh, but um, it's it's I bring you greetings from them and and just from the nations where we're serving about 27 countries and and um, right now and just God we're we're giving the devil a headache. Somebody asked me, what do you do? What do you, what do you really do? Giving the devil a headache. Every city I land, the devil is like. Even today, when I was driving in, the enemy yesterday was saying, oh no, oh no, he's here, because I'm gonna torment him. I'm going to just wreck his kingdom this weekend in the name of Jesus. This morning, ooh, this morning, ooh, this morning, ooh. amen, amen, amen. So, so, so that's what I do. We have a college called the 300, and what's happening in the world, the enemy is just tricking, you know. We've abused, some of us have self-inflicted wounds. We've taught these crazy doctrines, you know. Jesus wants you rich and rich and all that, and so in some countries, Pastors are seen as as the their manipulators because you have you have a, a church of ten thousand in a very very poor country, but you're driving a Bentley and whatever. So 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 the governments are like, hey 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 hey. See the churches used to be these little buildings on you know these days we counsel we do drug addiction therapy we do we do so we're we own TV stations. So local governments are saying, uh uh-uh, uh, what qualifies you to do this? And of course, we know it's the Holy Ghost, amen? God, God calls us, but they don't understand the Holy Ghost. So they are shutting some countries, as long as as many as 6,000 churches were, were shut down recently in, in Rwanda. And so pastors are panicking. You need a degree to pastor in some countries. And so how do you do that when you have 1,000 people coming? You can't go to Tulsa, Oklahoma. So what happens is we're able to bring the college to the pastors in their churches. They don't have to leave. It's all online, 100% online. We've got pastors going to school on oil rigs in the Middle East. Places where the Bible shouldn't even, Christianity, we're discipling people, pastors. In the Maasai Mara, on the Savannah, as long as you have a phone, you don't mail anything, then the phone. We train you, and it's a fully accredited college. And so if God moves you, come join us. We're all over the world, all over 31 countries right now, and it's growing. We have the curriculum. In fact, next week we'll begin translating the curriculum to Spanish because we've got El Salvador, Peru, Honduras, Venezuela, Spain, 
pastors coming in. We have pastoring in, uh, in uh, Belize, Mayans, Mayans who don't even, you know, but just God is doing amazing things. And if you touch a leader, pastors, people are writing us, thank you, my pastor, because he goes to your school, he stopped teaching crazy stuff. I mean, congregations say, thank you, thank you so much. Because he used to teach, because well, he's, he's, he's teaching the Bible. Amen. Amen. So we thank you for supporting. For just, if, if the Lord brings us, brings you this African face to your mind, to you in your prayer group somewhere, in your prayer time, just pray. Pray in tongues. Just say, Lord Jesus, help them continue to give the devil a headache. Amen. And so we're having actually sponsors. My mother passed away from COVID last year. And so in this year, in her honor, we're actually, we've called, set up what we call the Deborah Scholarship Fund, which actually scholarships, foolish scholarships, any senior pastor in the world, especially in developing countries. If you want to come to school, we'll pay all the way until you get your degree because we, want, we don't want churches closing. See, in Africa, you can have a lot of people get saved. But if they're, in fact, a lot of people get saved. If these people come and join toxic churches, it doesn't matter how amazing they were. When they got saved, six months later, they're corrupted. Amen? So we're touching the leadership so we can raise disciples. Amen? Amen? Are you ready? Are you ready? Ah, this is, okay, this is a really hard message for me um, because, because, and I had two, Lord, which way are you going to go? And he's like, this one, this one. I'm like, no, 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 no. And then during the worship, I was like, yeah, okay, 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 yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Caleb gets baptized. He says, I accepted Jesus as my Savior and Lord and also my King. Everybody say King. Uh, uh, this guy here, who was this brother here, who was doing the, 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 the communion, he was talking about the king of kings. I was like, oh no, oh no. And then the song, the last song, king of kings. Like, uh, because I'm supposed to talk to you tonight, this morning, about kingdom subjects. <laughs> now look at your neighbor, say, neighbor, get ready. Don't say neighbor. That's American. You're not, just pretend you're Africa. Okay, say it's a neighbor. Don't say neighbor. Now find them. Find a neighbor. Say neighbor. Say neighbor. Get ready. Say get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Amen. <laughs> all right. All right. Kingdom. What is that? Kingdom. We're going to say this a lot. Now I'm a professor. I teach you so, so I, so I would like to repeat. So I'm going to have you repeating. So sorry. Are you guys ready? Just repeat. Repeat after me. Because if you repeat, if you say something, actually your spirit man hears you say it. That's why it increases retention. Say, we say kingdom. Kingdom. We're going to say this a lot. Say kingdom. Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Kingdom. Now when an American says kingdom... You guys don't really get it. And I don't blame you, of course. By the way, I'm going to talk like that today. I'm not talking down at you. This is one of the reasons I'm here in this country. The Lord has sent me. This is one of the, re- the messages he's given me to share to the Western world. But it's a kingdom. 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 What you are used to is democracy. It was a democracy. Democracy is amazing. You live, in case you don't know, in one of the most, actually the most enduring democracy in all of history. This one. This is the most perfect democracy, even though it's getting crazy right now. Perfect democracy. Democracy. It was a democracy. This is the vanguard. America is the vanguard of democracy. People want to come live here. In fact, people like me treasure and value this more than you who've grown up here because we know what it looks like to not have this freedom of speech you can actually even write an article and say the president is stupid or dumb or something that's like whoa you can do that they'll arrest you they'll kill you they'll disappear you you can't do that in other countries here you can i don't like the president 
You don't? Who do you think you are? You can, you can vote? You can vote them out? You can impeach somebody? Whoa, we are, we are mesmerized. How many people, you're not from America and you're mesmerized at this thing? One, two, three, come on. You didn't grow up here or whatever and you're like, wow, this is, this is amazing. Freedom of speech, freedom of speech. So, democracy, here. Everybody said democracy. democracy. It's a form of government held in which supreme power is held completely by the people under one electoral system. Yay! Two things that underpin a democracy. Number one, individualism. I'm going to say individualism, which is bottom up. Even the little man has a represent has representation. In fact, the most the, you have representative government. Oh, you're supposed to. <laughs> Sorry, you're supposed to. A democracy, which means even you have a voice. In other countries, who are you? Here, uh-uh. You can see that. Amazing. Number two, the power of choice. Choice. I was say choice. Oh man, I remember coming to America. We just come to this, you know. In Africa, when you go to a restaurant, um, you you just just order. They just give you what they have. Sometimes they just give you what they have in the village. Just, I want, I want, I want. You want to, you want something to drink? Yes. They just bring you what they have. Passion fruit, whatever. So, so we come to Chicago restaurant. We're like, ah, what do you guys want to eat? It was three Africans, me and my friends. We just said, yeah, we want to eat. Yeah, we want to eat. What do you want to eat? A menu. What? It's even printed. Okay, a menu. Usually they would, in Africa, they say, they'll just say, we have rice, beans. What do you want? Here? Menu printed. Oh man, I remember we're going to Cheesecake Factory. Have you guys go to Cheesecake Factory? <laughs> it's like, oh, huh, huh, what a booklet. So, choice. So, so they say, you want a drink? You know what I said? I said, yes. And I looked away. And she, the, wait, the waitress is like, what's wrong with him? And what do you want to drink? I'm like, huh? Is it a choice? I can choose? I said, is it because it, is it, is my, my, my host, is it between water and, no, what juice, what drink, what drink? I said, I said, then I said, juice. I said, we don't have juice. I'm like, usually juice would be passion fruit, but they don't have juice, they don't have juice. So I said, okay, oh, 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 soda. And I'm like, she's still there. I'm like, ah, uh, what's wrong with her? Um, what sort of soda? What kind? There's a kind of soda? I said, uh, oh, 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 uh, uh, Pepsi. Because I knew about that. When I know about Pepsi. Pepsi. She's still there. I'm like, what, is, what does she want? And then she says, what sort of Pepsi? There's types? So I'm like, ah, uh, ah. Uh. My host was like, just, just tell him regular. Regular. And I said, and then she went away. I'm like, oh, America. Whoa. Our friends decided, we're going to take you to a grocery. You guys, you know, we're going to take you to a grocery store. I said, okay, cool. Grocery store. There's a grocery store. Because usually in an African village, you just go to the market. Everything is laid out there. You just, you just pick out, you know, grocery store. And it was, turned out to be a very big building. So then they said, um, what sort of, do you want cereal? And we said, oh, yeah, 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 I want cereal. In my country, cereal was cornflakes. So I said, cornflakes. He said, oh, cool, we'll find it. I said, we'll find it. It should be in cereal. It's corn game. Cornflakes is cereal. Oh, no. We went to the cereal aisle. <laughs> Seriously. And I'm like, cereal, cereal. Oh, then I'm, I'm panicking. There is no cornflakes. Rice Krispies. What is Rice Krispies? What is, what is, and I found it in the, the cornflakes. I said, oh yeah, corn. But then I'm like, I'm marveling. There's a whole wall of cereal. I said, do you want 
do you want toothpaste? I said, yeah, Colgate. Because in my country, all toothpaste is called Colgate. So they had a monopoly. Now I realize all the monopolies now. <laughs> so so I go to, we go to the toothpaste aisle. And I was like, ay, ay, ay. <laughs> Eventually I got it. There's choices. Oh yeah, then I become really good. Go into fast food. Oh, I become good. McDonald's, oh yeah. I want quarter pounder with cheese, double cheese, no onions, add pickle, add bacon. I became a um, terror. I became a terror to the, to, to the, because I was like, this is America. If I'm going to have choices, then I might as well figure out what I want. It is America. Choices. You got choices. Amen. Say amen. You have worked amazingly. This is an incredible country, only 200 some years old, but you should go to. We have, again, I told you, we have offices in these countries, even Switzerland, where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, even they want to come here. Look at your neighbor, say, neighbor, yeah. this is a cool country. Okay, so, so that's where you live. So you live. So you live. So everybody said democracy. But I grew up in a monarchy, monarchic country. Cal, cal, monarchy, kingdom. What's a kingdom? In a monarchy, definition, form of government where one supreme power, often for life or until abdication, and is set apart from the subjects. What's a kingdom? Two things that underpin a kingdom. Number one, absolute power. Top down, the king's wish is your command. Number two, unquestioned obedience. You don't, you don't say, think, do I want to do that? No, no, no. Kingdom. Again, everybody say kingdom. kingdom. Now listen to these scriptures. Are you ready? Psalm 147 verse 5. How great is our Lord. His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. Let me know that sounds like kingdom. Daniel 4.34c. His rule is everlasting. His kingdom is eternal. First Timothy 6.15. Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Brothers, sisters, Christianity is not a democracy. Christianity is a monarchy. This is kingdom. We are not citizens of a democracy. We are subjects of a monarchy. Amen? Come on, amen? Look at your neighbor again. Say, neighbor, this is kingdom. Say again, neighbor, this is kingdom. Now, I want you to listen very, very, very intently. This one. In a government... The citizens, when there's a new law, we're increasing your taxes, for example. A law like that. Taxes, more taxes. In a, in a democracy. We hear the law. We understand the law and maybe obey it. Right? We're encouraged to obey it. Right? right? They don't force you. Well, they kind of... If you get a panel, they'll pinch you, pinch you until you pay. So, you again, everybody say, hear, hear. understand, hear. Obey. obey. You hear, okay, the, the government says, we're going to do this. You're like, huh, huh, okay. You want to, let me, let me understand it. There's town hall meetings because Obamacare is coming or something is coming. This the, the representatives have to explain the, what? The new law. So you hear, understand, obey. Maybe. You're encouraged to. Now listen. In the kingdom, hmm. you hear the decree. Not a law. Not a suggestion. Decree. There shall be a 20% tax. Boom. The subjects obey. 
then maybe understand. Ooh, if you get this, it's gonna change you. Okay, king democracy. Hear, understand, maybe obey. Kingdom, hear, obey, maybe understand. Huge. Everybody say huge. This is huge distinction, huge distinction. In fact, people ask me all the time, what's wrong with you Africans? All these dictators just killing you. Don't you say anything? Why don't you just, no, no, no. Even though we're democracies, we think kingdom. So we treat our presidents like kings. When a president wants something, hey, President Amin would sometimes drive, Amin, because I grew up in Idi Amin, she would drive by the road on, a, on, a, on his way to a football team or a game or whatever. She sees a pretty girl who is with her husband or fiancé, it doesn't matter, she's, and, she's, and he'd, he'd say, I want that one. Bring that one to my palace, to my presidential palace. And the husband or boyfriend says nothing. Because the president, who's really acting like a king, wants your wife. This is common. This is common. So, Africans, now get this, we, until we change, uh-huh, are you getting this? Until we change the way we think, we'll never do democracy right. Because democracy is you hear and you question and you want to understand. And if it doesn't make sense to me, I say no. Not in a monarchy. Unquestioned. So Africans, when we hear, when I hear, for example, America trying to be interventionist in, in like the Middle East. Those are tribes. Iraq, Iran, Tribes. You don't go like, yeah, I want you guys to get along. I want you guys to be happy. No, tribes are like kingdoms in Africa. My tribe, my country has 52 tribes. Tribes who think a certain way, different tribes. So the West has come and said, okay, Uganda, you are now one country. 52 tribes that have historically hated each other. You're now one country. Oh, and I want you to choose one president. Do you think that will ever work? No. I mean, some of us are like, nope, you never ever. When, <laughs> when I got married, you know, I went to my wife, my mom, and I said, Mom, I found a girl. She's like, great. She was happy. Then she says, uh-oh, which tribe? I'm like, Mom, it doesn't matter. We we all, she loves Jesus. Yeah, but which tribe? I'm like, no, come on, mommy. And so she's like, tell me, tell me which tribe. And she was like, holding her breath. I said, I said, mom, she's white. And mom said, mom said, oh, good. <laughs> I'm like, what? She said, oh, yeah, I would rather she's white than this tribe. That tribe she's talking about, they look like me. Black like me. The... But no, they're kings or no. 400 years ago, they came and raped all our women. And we shall forever hate them. We don't get along. Oh, in fact, if you marry that one, that woman, oh man, she, and you fight with her, she'll, she'll get you, she'll poison you, she'll cut you up and eat you up. It, serve you to serve, it, crazy things like that. And intelligent people believe it. Because tribalism... Right? We have hate. So, so Africa's problem is forever going to be a problem because we are think kingdom. Amen? Stay with me. Amen? Come on, amen? Until we stop that thinking, we're in trouble. Now you, you're in trouble. <laughs> Do you know why you're in trouble? Because you think democracy. Democracy is really good over there. In fact, you better figure out what you want. I learned that I had to figure out, do I like Honda? Do I want this? Do I? If you don't know what you want, you're in trouble in a democracy. You need to figure out what you want. Otherwise, people who are very smart 
are telling you every day what you should want. I figured that out. They are very smart. They will. They are very good at at saying you like, you like, you like um what, um, uh, uh, what cereal? What brand? You know, you like Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies. Look at the colors you like. So you better figure out. No, I don't like Rice Krispies. I like cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> That's what I want. You need to figure that. If you don't figure it out, they tell you what you want. So, out there, everybody say out there. Out there, you better know what you want. To be a good citizen, you need to know what you want. But you got a problem. Because this is kingdom. So when an American comes to church, after traffic, yeah, 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 yeah. You come to church, you sit down, you have this filter called choice. So we're up here and we're saying, next week, all the men, Saturday morning, we have an outreach. You're like, I don't like that. <laughs> Do I even like that? Do I even like that? You am everybody rise up on your feet. I don't know. I can I can worship right here. I'm really good. I can worship right here. I can worship right here. Um, the next song is I don't like that beat. I don't really like that beat. I don't like. You know, why are they dressed like that? I wouldn't dress like that. The lighting. Why do they have this sort of lighting? The colors. I don't like the colors because you have different colors in mind that you prefer. So you have these opinions about everything. You have opinions about everything. I don't like, why, why doesn't Pastor, well, Pastor Herod should wear a coat. She, he should wear a suit. It's good man of God need to wear a suit. He ought to wear a suit. That's respectable. Where is his big Bible? I, I miss the time when preachers had Bibles. Oh, so this is going on while you're listening to the word of God. Right now you're like, I don't like him. He's black. He's this. He's like, I don't like his shirt. His shirt is just, I don't like, you, you're thinking, you're like, he's moving around. He's making us laugh too hard. We should be somber in church. We should be somber in church. I don't like his jokes. That's, that's, a dis, that's distasteful. You have opinions. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got bad news for you. <laughs> the Bible is not a menu. Wherein you say, I, Baba Dino, Baba does say, let them praise his name with a dance, but I don't like dancing, I'm too white. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I've heard. This is in Scandinavia. Somebody said, uh, we don't dance, we're, we're white. They told me that. I said, no, I've seen you when you, when you win. I've seen your soccer matches. Nobody says, okay, when your favorite team scores, you get up. Left your left foot and your right foot and show hilarity. <laughs> Nobody tells you that. You go, eh, eh, eh. No, I've seen you white people going, eh, eh, yeah. I, but no, but when it comes to church, no, I, 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 I'm not the dancing type. <laughs> you think it's a suggestion. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not a suggestion. The Bible is a menu. It's, it's, a, it's a manual for life, for how we do faith, do life, do. When, when the pastors, the designated men and women of God that God's placed here to instruct you, when they say it is good to fast next week, we're going to fast on Wednesday. You don't go, ah, I don't know, I'm me, I... I don't do that, you know. Um, I, where's the scripture on that? Do you know I've seen people who got saved, who got saved like two months, say, I don't know, I need the scripture. You just got saved. For a while, you should just listen. Oh, no. No, 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 no. They went through a Bible, few Bible studies. They've read a few books. They've read a few books. And all of a sudden, they have opinionitis, I call it. <laughs> a case of opinionitis. I don't like that. I don't like the, the worship, worship, worship. Um, 
most people who mind the stylistics of the band can't even sing a note. The ones who say, I don't like how she sings. You can't even sing, but you have an opinion about her singing. You can't play anything, yet you're like, um, the bass is too hard, the bass needs to turn. They look at the sound man, sound man, turn the bass. I, I look at them, I'm like, can you just like, hallelujah. Can you just for a minute have a, an opinion holiday? <laughs> For a minute, can you just say, I'm just, you know what, you know what, this is, the people work so hard. They came here at 5, 6 a.m. to prepare this place for us. What do I care that this is not like that? What do I care? Somebody's probably thinking, they should really pick up the money. It's not good to have the money. It's in the That's disrespectful. You don't need to have an opinion. Oh, the freedom from opinions, how blissful it would be. <laughs> we just decided, because, okay, I'll tell you what I've lived. This is what I've lived in Africa. You come to church, you're just happy to be in God's presence. First of all, you've walked three miles. You've walked three miles. I remember this one, Pastor. I, I was teaching in Chicago, and it was really beautiful. It was no, it was cold. It was cold. First time, first time, it was cold. It was cold for me. For me, it's cold when it's 50. It was cold. It was like 20. So I'm um, this really affluent area. So we're driving to church, and, and the pastor says, oh, today, there won't be many people there. I say, oh, why? Yeah, because it's cold. I'm like, first of all, why do you live in a cold area when the cold stops you from going to God's house? And then first of all, then, then I'm, no, I'm noticing there's no bus stops really affluent, everybody drives. So you don't, so it's too cold for you to preset, you automatically start your car, which is in the garage, because they all had really affluent garage, one of the cars in the garage, warm it up before you actually jump from your house into a warm car, drive two miles to the church, jump out of a warm car, through the parking lot into a warm building, that's too much. That's too much, I don't wanna do that. So I went back in the summer, it was beautiful. Pastor says the same thing. He says, oh, oh today, there may not be many people there today. I said, why? Because it's too nice. I said, what do you mean too nice? Oh, yeah, on days like this, Chicago ones do not come to church because it's too pretty. They are at the park. So I'm like, wait. Then I had to ask. I shouldn't have asked. But I had to ask. Say, okay. So when do churches really, when do you have optimum attendance? He had the audacity. Well, okay, he told me the truth. Uh, Dr. Dennis, it's between like around early April but then there's Christmas, there's Easter, so okay, we then goes down. And then, so really basically it was like four months. Four months out of the year, that's when the church is really full because that's optimal temperature. I wanted to cry. Because I used to walk through the Bat Valley and I got saved. There were drunken soldiers in the Bat Valley who would rape and indiscriminately kill before she died, I asked my mom, why would you send me? She said, because I gave you to Jesus. Because every time she sent me out, she did not know whether I would come home. But I had to go to church. And when I went to church, when I got to church, I was so grateful I was able to go to church because they didn't kill me or whatever. And I remember there, I was devoid of opinions. I wasn't going to say, Pastor, I don't know. I've heard that message before. No. When, is it, when are they done with the singing? It's too much. No. I wanted all of it. I wanted more of it. Because I was in the presence of the king. And it didn't really matter what I felt. It wasn't about me. It was about me bringing 
my worship to the king, myself to the king. And, and when you are in that space and the pastor says, how many people are sick here? And then he reads, by his stripes, ye were healed. We don't go, um, what is a stripe in the Greek? Um, what, what is the context of that scripture again? No, by his stripes. In fact, I remember thinking, I don't know what stripe is. But whatever that stripe is thing, I don't care. Jesus, heal me. Because kingdom mindset, I hear, I obey, then maybe understand. And how could I even understand? He says in Isaiah, my ways are higher than yours. If I am able to, and listen to me, if you are able to understand, you have just shrunk it. If you can understand the kingdom of God, then you fit it into your little brain. Do you really think your puny little brain is able to grasp the magnificence of this God? Do you even think that? And the arrogance of even attempting to is baffling to me. We are to marvel at this. We are to just stand in awe. That's why we say hallelujah. It's one of those phrases which is like inexplicable adulation. God, I am undone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, you are just big. You are just all of it. You're just enough. You're more than enough. You are, in fact, words, it's, it's even the English language is too impotent to describe the magnificence of God. So what do we do? We lay prostrate on our faces and just worship him. Worship him. Worship is like saying, God, you're too much. Jesus, you're too much. You're, you're, you're everything. You're my everything. We don't have opinions. We don't get to have opinions. This is kingdom. This is Isaiah 55, 8. Yeah, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither your ways are my ways, says the Lord. In fact, in living translation, my thoughts are nothing like yours. My ways are far beyond anything you could even imagine. That's him. That's our king. And he is here this morning. Ooh, he's here. He's here. The job of the preacher, ladies and gentlemen, is not to help you understand. Because you can't understand. The preacher himself doesn't understand. That's why Paul says, we preach the mysteries of Christ. Ooh, the mysteries. I don't know how a sinner gets saved. I don't know how like a guy like me is preaching, teaching up here, and somebody who's been, let's just pick the words, drug dealer, child molester, whatever. Whatever's bad, bad, bad. He listens to some things, I say. And then you say, come, give your life to Jesus. And they come to the front, and they're crying. Talk to that brother who deals with, you know, talk, talk to them. The, and, and, and he changes because he said a prayer. Do you understand how, um, how mysterious that is? How do you change by saying, Lord, Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. Come into my life. Amen. I don't want to do drugs. I don't want to sell my body anymore. I don't, I don't. How does that happen? Do you get that? Do you understand that? I've been doing this for 40 years. Millions of people. I've seen millions of people get saved. One <laughs> large Christian. We had 500,000 decisions. I still think it's, whoa. When somebody gets saved, I'm going, whoa. Because it's, whoa. Because my mind is blown. And I've got three doctorate degrees. I'm still going, whoa. In fact, today, my expertise is actually persuading people that the height of understanding the things of God is to understand that you can't understand. And when you understand that you can't understand, then you've understood. 
You can't get it. When you understand you can't get it, then you've got it. Can you get it that you can't get it? That it doesn't fit here. Now that, usually to the thinking mind, they're like, I don't know. No, 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 no. If you understand it, you've just shrunk it. Then it didn't make sense to your little brain. I'm sorry, with all due respect, you're not that intelligent. We are not that intelligent. Amen? Amen? Okay, this is going to set people free. Uh Uh-oh, I'm feeling freedom. Freedom is coming. Freedom is coming. Now, now, first of all, I have to first depress you. You're you're thinking, oh, man. Oh, man. Do I have to just obey? Uh Uh-huh. Uh, you're like, because you're, you're fighting with, uh, no, but I need to. You know, what, if, what if the pastor becomes controlling? Well, that's God's business. Because some of you are like, well, I don't, I don't want to give power to people like that. I'm not saying give him power. I'm just saying listen to the man of God, woman of God. Disseminate the word of God. Listen to the word of God. Do the word without figuring it out. That's kingdom. Well, but I don't know. Even, even you, some of you are like, battling you're fighting me right i feel you you're fighting me that's okay that's okay i came to fight i came to fight you know i came to because because if i will persuade you remember your forefathers they came to africa they told us about this crazy white man's god what you can't even see him what but he's powerful what? Where is he? You can't see him. He's everywhere. That's, everything was ridiculous. It's still ridiculous. We could see our gods. We could touch our gods. Our gods were powerful. In fact, our witch doctor would actually, once a month, our witch doctor would go and sit on a lake, on a little mat, on a lake and float. The whole village saw him. He was powerful. He could speak, tomorrow there's going to be thunderstorms here, there's going to be an accident there, and it would happen. That's, we saw our gods do stuff. But the white man's God, you can't even see him. Just believe him. He's big. He's here forever. He's everywhere. He's the beginning. And we're like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Where is he? He's here. Where? Here. He's in this, he's in, and then, and then to the audacity of saying, our God created all the heavens. And we're like, no, he didn't. Yeah, before you were, he was. No, everything was ridiculous. It's still ridiculous. But we believed. We believed, and lo and behold, the white man's God was more powerful powerful than all of our gods he he just i mean the stories of the idols falling down that's actually common in africa in african villages where you wake up and the idol is they put it down back up they go to go to sleep then in the morning bowing down because the missionaries came the little white boy from michigan because it was usually, usually young couples, young couples who came from, yeah, I'm sitting in a church in England, and, and I feel God wants me to go to the Congo. It's like, what are you going to do the Congo? Little white school and little white boy comes, and his wife just got married. We're here to preach the gospel. We, a lot of them were killed. But they kept coming. Until the chief says, well, let's consider this white man's God. Whoa. White man's God was not weak. White man's God was God Jehovah, was the king of kings. And to say that, Jesus, our, your white man's God was the king of all the kings, was so insulting. But we found out that he was, and we believed it, and he set us on fire. Set us on fire. Ugh. Ugh. Okay, 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 okay. I got, I got, I got to finish. I got to finish. I got to, I got to finish. Okay, um, here. So my mother tells me about the king, the protocol of the king. If you come to see the king, she was telling me, um, this is what used to happen when you come to see the king in Uganda. Our, ki- our king, our king. The first time when you get an appointment to see the king, and I talked to, you know, yeah, so to see the king, um, the first thing you did was prepare a gift. 
Like, what? I told mommy, what? She said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you never show up to see the king empty-handed. I was like, oh, hmm. Okay? So I said, tell me some more. So if you're a fisherman, you catch the biggest fish you can. You just you show up. You show up to see the king. On the, you get dressed smartly. Dressed. You come to the king's palace gate and and the palace gate, and they take your gift before you enter the king king's palace. You bring a gift. So I said, "Mommy, stop there. Do you know about this scripture?" I read to her. Deuteronomy sixteen sixteen. No man should appear before the Lord empty-handed. Each of you must bring a gift in proportion to the way the Lord God has blessed you. Whoa! I said, Mom, this is kingdom! She said, yes. In fact, in Africa, we don't like beat people about the tithe. We just teach kingdom. You don't come before the king. Just, you don't come to church and say, uh, Oh, I have to give? Wait. Uh, no. Part of you getting dressed to come to church is, what do I take to the king this morning? In fact, we have a place for chickens, because if you don't have money, chicken coops, you know, over there, you bring your chicken. You bring your goat, because you come before the Lord. Not out of legalism, no. I'm coming to see the king, so I'm bringing something. It is your joy to see the king, to bring something. Because you work all week, a hundred and some hours, you work in a week. And in exchange for that, for your labor, you get money. Money is, you, is an extension of you. So, for you to say, I'm coming to Jesus, I'm going to give some of me. That money is some of you to God. A tithe should not even be the, like, the, the, the least you can do. If a boy and a girl are in love, and... What's the first sign? And you don't know that they're in love. The guy, especially the boy. He's spending all his money. Son, where's your allowance? The mom is gone. Can I have some more? He said, are you in love? <laughs> Likewise, if you love Jesus, we don't have to force you. Some church, I go to some churches, they go, 30 minutes of an offering teaching. No, we don't need that. Teach him. This is kingdom. You're seeing, coming to see the king. So before you come, what are you bringing to see the king? Amen? Yeah. Okay, okay. And some of you are like, oh, no, I don't like that one. <laughs> okay, okay, here, here. Then the mommy, mommy said, my wife said, okay, sorry, my mother said, okay, then once they let you into the palace gate, you begin to literally shout the praises of the king. Literally, you say, oh, this king, he's a great king. Yeah, when the other tribe came to take our women, he defended them. You need to study up on the king. So you're shouting the praises of the king. I said, mommy, stop. Have you read this one? Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And a thank offering into his courts with praise. This is kingdom protocol. When Pastor Herod and the team is praising God here, it is not a warmer wrapper. And some of you who have the habit of coming, yeah, I'll come after the worship. You're missing on protocol. Kingdom protocol. You come, you worship. Worship is not, sometimes, this is the main, part of the main event. It's not like, yeah, let's just sing five things before the preacher comes. The preacher is really important. Uh-uh. Worship. 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 Part of the protocol of the kingdom. Amen? Come on, amen? I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Then she said that when you, then when you enter into, into the palace, everybody knows you, you because you're shouting. Oh, yeah, he's here to see the king. When you get into the throne room, you, the king is there. And you lay prostrate. Before him. Literally, lay prostrate. Which is like worship. And you literally tell him, Oh king, my life is in your hands. And you know, you could do whatever you will with me. I have a request from you. And my mama said that it was extremely improbable for you to leave the king's throne empty-handed. I was like, huh, mama. 
Friends, kingdom subject, no, it is the king's pleasure to take care of, of them. We have absolute faith in our king. Whether you, oh, this is big, are you ready? Whether you understand his ways or not. That's big, that's big. That's really big. That's really big. The king must know what he wants. The king, surely, that's why kings become abusive. Because it's, it's power, earthly power shouldn't be held so much power in one hand. Which is why democracy is the best system. Because you can't trust power with humans. But we have a God who's amazing. And he's the king. He's a king. What he does, how he does, is not for you to understand. Your job adore him to love him in whether you get it or not and are you ready for this whether you enjoy all his benefits or not so one person is here and you're looking like man i need a job this other one just gave a testimony god's give me a job hallelujah my business is growing and you're thinking hey hey um king that's natural to say, hey, God, come on. God. Have you ever felt, we used to have what's called testimony time in Africa, where people come out and say, ah, after worship, I thank God he gave me a house. And people were like, hey, Africans, you know, we like to jump. So we do, that's why services are like five hours, because after every, every big testimony, oh, let's dance. The choir comes and we, hey, hey, Jesus, hey. So, okay, next, next. I thank God he gave me a shirt, even a shirt. Because sometimes when you go a year, a whole year, you only have one shirt. And your uncle comes and says, I bought you a shirt. You're going to give testimony in church. On Sunday, you're going to say, what? What? There's 6,000 people. What? I have a testimony. The Lord gave me a shirt. And do you know what? Everybody goes, hey, 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 hey. We just, we just, we, uh, in fact, I miss that in America. I miss that. I miss testimony time. Sometimes, though, I'd be sitting there. And I'm thinking, come on, Jesus. That was my shirt. Because <laughs> I would pray and I visualized a shirt, a blue. I want a blue one, please. A blue one. And then, and then this brother comes. I thank God he gave me a shirt. Look at my shirt. I'm like, Jesus, my miracle went to the wrong address. <laughs> but you know what it did to me? I learned... That God was working. Even though he didn't work in my house. Even though I still had my torn shirt. Jesus gives shirts. Jesus performs miracles. It destroyed this what I call meism. Which is like, I don't know. I don't know. God's not being good to me. You know, uh, 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 uh. It's not about you. We're family. If God's been good to that family member, I can do a little dance. Even, even though I'm feeling like, oh man, that was my shirt. That was my shirt. That was my shirt. I can still do that. Because God is good. God is good all the time. Yeah. Woo! He's good all the time. He's good all the time. In fact, that's how, we, that's, how, that's how we greet in Africa. We don't say, how are you doing? How are you? Good morning. We say, God is good. That's the greeting in church. We say, God is good. And the response is, all the time. I remember this one lady recently went back there. I may have told you this last, last time. You know, I went back to Africa last, last year, I think. No, two years ago. And, and she's, she's holding her shirt. I saw her during worship I'm teaching. I see her in the, in the she's, she has no button. She's wearing this African dress but there's a button missing. So she's holding her her shirt. And so when worship begins I'm thinking she's gonna she's gonna be sitting down because I, you know no she's not. Hey hallelujah, hey hallelujah hey, hey. she's, and I'm thinking, whoa, but she's holding her shirt. She comes up at the end and they're greeting me and she says, Brother Dennis, God is good. And I'm like, oh, I wanted to cry because I'm thinking, man, if this was Chicago, they wouldn't come to church because they don't have a button. 
because because they have a reason not to come. I need to be decent. I can't be holding my, my no, nothing was going to stop her from coming into the presence of God. What? I don't have a button. That is trivial. I will come to. I will praise God, even though I risk people looking at me and look and thinking, "Well, she has no button. She doesn't even have a button." But she was like, you could not tell, except she wouldn't. She couldn't put both hands up. And you could tell she was like, she kept switching hands because she wanted to praise God with all her. Because the king deserves her adulation. By the week, I don't, I don't need to understand you, Lord. In fact, lordship begins when you don't understand I'm going to say that again. Lordship begins when you don't understand. You don't understand what's next. You don't understand how next. You don't understand when next. That's when you say, Lord, you are Lord. You are Lord. Most of us know Jesus as Savior, but do we know him as Lord? He's Lord. Do we know him as King? This morning, I'm here to encourage you. And this will unlock supernatural. I've seen I've seen people, dead people come back to life. I've seen eyeballs. I've seen, because you believe it literally. I've seen God do incredible things. I've seen translations. Somebody was saying, oh yeah, the thing with Timothy. Hey, no, no, I've seen many brothers say, I was on my, my field. I was in my prayer room and I, and I opened my eyes and I was at church. I don't know how I got here. I didn't have any money, but God brought me here. Translations. Like Philip, this is almost common. You're walking into a, a place where, I remember, I remember walking into a place where you could see the soldiers and we just close our eyes and pray in tongues like crazy and open and you're on the other side. These are miracles. These are miracles. Because we believe it all. We believe everything. Seek, Matthew 6.33, seek ye first kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you friends do you only worship when you're in the mood for it do you only give when you feel like it do you, do you only obey because you understand it I suggest I, subs I, I suggest a a shift this morning. A shift in the way you're thinking. I'm inviting you into the realms of the supernatural. The Lord is about to do some amazing things in America. People like me, many like me, are here to be as a clarion call. Please, it's time to return to the original intent. This was never supposed to be this that we've made it to be. Where custom churches are catering to people like their customers or consumers. We're supposed to be stewards ushering you into the presence of the king of kings. With all your questions, we're not here to solve your questions, to answer your questions. I need God to answer. Why did my cousin die? That's not our business. You are supposed to love him even though you don't get him. That is surrender. That is faith. It's kingdom faith. Faith, are you ready? Does not exist until you don't know what's next. Because many people are like, I need to get it. When you get it, then you don't need faith. In fact, faith only exists in the fog. If there's no fog, there's no faith. If there's no uncertainty, there's no faith. But now, the problem is I live in a country. You are in a country which is obsessed with removing uncertainty. And if there's uncertainty, we panic. Do I wonder why you don't have faith? Faith is pushing through in spite of uncertainty. We have faith in Africa. Why? 
Because, oh, man, you wake up, you're thinking, oh, God, am I going to be alive today? I don't know, but I love you. Hallelujah. You look at your kids, your five kids. I don't know what to feed them. But, God, I thank you that by the end of the day, they will be fed. That's crazy. What are you, what are you, are you panicked? Uh, yeah, but I've done it too many times that I stopped panicking. Because now, are you ready for this? My God's got a track record. My God's got a track record. Ooh! Ooh! He has a track record. God is good. 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 He has been so good. He has been so good. morning we're going to deal with this amnesia because some of you how many people here God has been good okay put it down why do you develop instant amnesia when you're hit with the next problem why are you panicking that that bill is on your dresser right now hasn't God provided come on hasn't God okay the doctor's report you had blood pressure you checked it it's really high why are you panicking? Hasn't God been good? Hasn't God been good? Yeah. Oh, 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 if you get this, oh, oh man, this church, this church, you're going to be dangerous. Because we're going to have real faith. We're going to have kingdom faith. That's not like, yeah, I don't feel, I didn't come to church because I wasn't feeling good. No. I came to church because I wasn't feeling good. I don't even get that. I don't even get that. Uh, where is he? He's not, he's not great, so he's not coming to church. No, in church, there's God. This is God's house. Yes, he's in your house too. But this is the house of God. We're corporate faith. Look at this faith. Look at this faith. Look at this faith. Corporate, there's corporate faith here. Okay, 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 we'll do this, we'll do this real quick. Close your eyes.